Today on The Seeker Podcast. An overall creative force or intelligence put in place the structures, the hardware, and the guidance systems, the software, that would initiate life and then take it in certain directions. And I call that creative force God. This is Seeker with Dave Jenks. I'm Matt Hayes. Dave, in our last episode of Seeker, we focused on the first incarnation of God, the cosmological incarnation. In this episode, we're going to continue on and talk about the second incarnation, the biological, and the third incarnation, the anthropological. We're combining the two of them into this episode, and we'll talk about that here in a second. If you are listening at home and would like to follow along, Dave has a whole PDF explaining the seven incarnations that you can uh, print or you can view on your phone or your laptop as you're listening. You can download that in the show notes, or you can go to DaveJenks.com to find that. All right, we got all those details out of the way. Dave, give us an overview first of the biological and anthropological incarnations. Yeah, Matt, just I want to be clear with everyone what we mean here in this series by incarnation. And by that, I mean the embodiment of God in some earthly form, some physical expression of the divine. The first incarnation, which we looked at, was the cosmological, the Big Bang, the creation of the entire universe and everything that we see, all the energy and matter, everything that is. The second incarnation is another big one, actually. It's the creation of life, of organic living cells that eventually evolve into plants and animals and ultimately uh, into us, living human beings. This biological incarnation is the creation of organic life from inorganic elements, metals, uh, minerals, gases, other inanimate materials that were created in that first incarnation. Now, the third incarnation is the evolution of this biological life into an amazing diversity of living things, plants, fungi, insects, fish, birds, mammals, primates, and ultimately, in a sense, us, homo sapiens. The diversity and resilience of living things, Matt, is astounding. It is a mystery how all of this evolved from single cell and simple multi-cell entities. Oh, it is fascinating to think about how in-depth this information is and, and how life is formed. But why do you call these incarnations of God, though? Aren't they just simply kind of a natural outcome of how our universe works? Well, Matt, you know, there are those atheists who believe that. They say that all of this just happened naturally from some special combination of chemicals in the soup of the early earth, and those chemicals combined maybe with a bolt of, uh, of lightning or electricity to form cells. And those cells evolved to form complex living things, which eventually, through evolution and Darwinian evolution, eventually led to us. But here's the problem with that process of thought. There's no evidence that supports it. I mean, we cannot describe how these inorganic materials became organic. We can't show how it happened. We can't replicate it now. No one today, with all of our scientific knowledge and procedures, can create organic life. We can study it in really minute detail, down to the composition of cells and the existence of DNA, but we cannot create it. We cannot create biological life. And we can't really explain how those simple single cell organisms evolved into complex life with vision and hearing and other complex senses and complicated physical abilities. And nor can we explain the creation of brains and the cognitive abilities that come from them. We try to give it a simple explanation like, like Darwinian evolution and survival of the fittest. The advance of natural selection from simple genetic mutations that gave certain survival advantages. 
But when you really stop to consider that, it fails to explain the vast complexity and diversity of living things. As one scientist said, you know, it would be like having a tornado run through a junkyard and leave in its wake a 747 airplane. You know, so Matt, the most rational explanation for all of this, all of this, is that an overall creative force or intelligence put in place the structures, the hardware, and the guidance systems, the software, that would initiate life and then take it in certain directions. And I call that creative force God. Okay, so that's your sense of why this is a divine process. Now let's take a look at the details. First, the biological incarnation. Tell us about that. Well, first of all, Matt, it's truly a miracle that out of the raw inorganic material of the first incarnation, the creation of the physical universe, that biological life would emerge. There's no natural reason for it. There's nothing in the physics and chemistry of those elements that indicate anything organic should arise. They're inert. Atoms are created in stars and supernovas, as we described in the last podcast. These atoms combine chemically into molecules like water and salt and minerals and various forms of rocks. They can create other phenomena like fire and tornadoes and volcanoes, but nowhere is there any obvious extension into living things. The creation of life is a miracle, a unique event we can't explain, but we know it happened. First, there were single cell organisms like amoeba. They're called prokaryotes. Then they evolved over many, many hundreds of thousands of years, and we don't know how, into multi-cell organisms like paramecium, small, small. They're called eukaryotes. Then over a longer period of time, these multi-celled creatures became even more complex and evolved into plants and animals with billions and trillions of cells. You know, if you think about this, we human beings are created from just two cells, a sperm and an ovum come together in the womb, just two cells. And nine months later, there are over 30 trillion cells and ultimately in adults, over 35 trillion cells in us as beings. Now, if that's not a divine miracle, I really don't know what is. Is there anything else we need to realize about this biological incarnation other than the uniqueness and complexity of organic life? Yeah, Matt, there is. It's the existence of DNA and RNA. All things have in their cells, all living things have in their cells, long strands of DNA, which control its growth, its functions, and its death. And RNA is another set of molecules which help create and replicate the DNA. And that in itself is an amazingly complicated process to create DNA. What we need to marvel at is that DNA was ever created and how. It's one of the ultimate chicken and egg paradoxes. You can't have biological life without DNA. You can't have DNA without biological life. And the same paradox exists with DNA and RNA, which came first. All in all, it's kind of irrational and unexplainable, except to consider it as an incarnation of God. So out of this second incarnation comes a bunch more natural laws to investigate and try to understand. It's a seeker's paradise, actually. Bi biology, organic chemistry, genetics, botany, etymology, paleontology, and then, of course, all the other more specific you know, research areas that are within each of those. But here's what we've learned in all our research, in all this organic life, there is a drive to reproduce, to survive, to adapt, and to thrive. Where does that drive come from? I say it comes from a creative force and a universal intelligence. It comes from God. So let's talk about the third incarnation, the anthropological incarnation. 
What does it mean and what's so unique about it? Well, Matt, it seems to be an extension, of course, of the biological incarnation because it is about organic life, but it has another unique force and set of laws inherent in it. Fundamentally, it's the process of evolution. It is the obvious fact that life moves toward immense diversity and growing complexity. We have to ask, how does all that happen and why? I mean, it's estimated that there are at least 12 million species of living things on Earth. Many scientists say there are many million more than that. And we've only cataloged and studied about 2 million of these species. So there's still so much we just don't know. We do know that life has evolved into a plethora of unique phenomena, plants, fungi, bacteria, viruses, insects, reptiles, birds, mammals, and a whole bunch of other kingdoms, phylum, classes, orders, families, genuses, and species. Some scientists actually spend their entire life just trying to classify life into these various taxonomies. So what is the process that drives all this diversity and complexity? I mean, where is it headed? What are its ultimate goals? Why is it moving toward more variety and resilience and capability? Why in some cases, like like us human beings, does it seem to evolve toward greater intelligence and adaptability and creativity? These are the important questions, Matt, that I think we need to think about, study, and learn from. So where do you think this is evolving to? What does this all mean? What can we take away with all of this information you just shared? Well, I believe that these incarnations uh, are part of a grand design by the creator. Uh, First the physical universe, then the creation of life, and then the driving of that life force toward greater and more expanded forms of intelligence. I mean, mammals and primates and homo sapiens have become ever more intelligent. Uh, And it seems evident to me that life is evolving toward a greater consciousness. The next incarnation will explore and perhaps reveal where that consciousness is going. So let's be seekers and go where that leads us. I love it. In fact, in the next session, we're going to explore the sociological and psychological incarnations. If you missed the previous episode, you can go back and listen to that, or if you just want to listen again. And remember, we have a PDF available for you to download to follow along with the seven incarnations. You can get that information in the show notes, or you can go to DaveJenks.com to get that. Dave, always fascinating. We'll talk to you again in the next episode. Thank you, Matt. And thank you for listening. Feel free to share this with a friend of yours if there's someone you thought of as you were listening to this that you thought, you know, they would find this fascinating. Share it with them. Give them a little bit of wealth and knowledge today. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you in the next episode of Seeker.